0: Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of No He's Not. He is a writer at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, why
1: can't... <clears throat> imagine a world where someone still dislikes Chris Paul. I mean, if... Chris Paul, he's so, when Like he my had, dog. <laughs> Why can't people just appreciate Chris Paul's greatness? Like, can you imagine people still disliking Chris Paul?
0: I used to love Chris Paul, but then he went to the Clippers and he became so unlikable on the Clippers. Like, I don't blame anybody for not liking Chris Paul.
1: Yeah, I agree. So that that why do we give LeBron the same, like...
0: Because LeBron is on a completely other level than
1: Chris Stop Ball. it. People don't like Chris Paul a lot because he whines and complains. LeBron does that all the time. Oh my gosh, you're such a big LeBron hater. You're Le, the, you're the you worst LeBron was, hater that I know. I, I was thinking about... I, no, I'm not the worst because... The worst actually, that I know. No, I'm not the worst because I actually spit a lot of, like, facts at you when we're not recording about why. <laughs> I actually have reasons... Like, there's, there's not, like, people that's just like, oh, I don't like you it because it's good. No, 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 no. But anyway, I was thinking about, I was like, oh, my gosh, can you imagine if LeBron did go to Houston and he went with Harden and Chris Paul? That would be the ultimate. That would be ten times worse than the Clippers. Could they get Blake as, Griffin back? <laughs> that <laughs> would be way worse than the Clippers as far as complaining and foul calls. That would be the worst of all time. Do they
0: get Doc Rivers, too?
1: Just to, not even to coach, but just sit on the front row and complain. Just to finish it, just to finish the whole thing. Yeah, he, yeah, he's not
0: even a coach. He's he. They'll they'll call him a referee consultant. Is what they'll call him.
1: A ref consultant.
0: All right, so we are going to continue our conversation about the uh, playoff teams, the dead or alive playoff teams, and how they could potentially affect the Mavericks going forward in trade candidates. Free agents, all that kind of stuff. So we're gonna do the Eastern Conference today, since yesterday we did the Western Conference. Uh, got a lot of really good questions for the mailbag. We're still accepting questions, so go ahead and send them at Nick Van Exit is my Twitter handle. Isaac is at Isaac L Harris, and you can also send them to at Locked On Mavs. We have a great uh, post there with a a gift that that you guys will appreciate if you're day ones.
1: I laughed a lot when I saw the gift. <laughs> it was good.
0: So, all right, let's start with our uh let's start with our Eastern Conference teams. Uh let's start with an easy one. Well, I guess this is not an easy one.
1: An easy one.
0: Yeah, there's not really an easy one in the East. I feel like all these teams have something going on with them. Like something attached to them, something going on. Uh let's start with Toronto. Toronto just got swept by the uh LeBronto Cavaliers and Okay. Zach Lowe recently on his podcast brought up that he thinks that the Raptors will try to blow it up in some way. Just do something. Like they got to just move something around. And if they did, and DeMar DeRozan was available, that the Mavericks would be one of the teams that he thinks that would try to go after DeMar DeRozan. Now DeRozan is not going to be a free agent. He had he's up for uh, twenty seven point seven million. Both. Next year, the year after, and then he has a player option for that much in the 2020 2021 season. So he's essentially got three more years left on his deal. Would you be interested in DeMar DeRozan for the Mavericks?
1: Uh, I would. It just it kind of just is there a way the we package? could
0: get DeMar DeRozan, Wiggins, and Harrison Barnes all on the same
1: team? Okay, so would you rather have Wiggins or De- DeRozan? it's a good
0: question? If you didn't listen to our last podcast, we Isaac did a whole impassioned plea to the to the <laughs> the hypothetical Mavericks that they should go after Andrew Wiggins for the I right think, price. I think I would go for Wiggins. He's still younger; he's twenty two. Uh, I think that there's more like you can mold his game more than like Demar Derozan. I think Demar Derozan kind of is what he's going to
1: be at this point. And man, he really twenty eight.
0: He has really shrunk in these moments in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. He's 28 years old. I mean, it's a six year difference when you look at just both of those players together. And I, you know, I'd said yesterday their, their comparison, I think that's DeRozan is what Wiggins should try to be, except a better defender than what DeRozan is.
0: How about a defender?
1: <sighs> a, a defender. Um, But no, like, here's my thing with DeRozan and why I would probably be a little out on him is just because if they... Okay, so when they brought everyone back, Ibaka, Lowry... And DeRozan, they brought him back on yeah. all similar deals of like three-year deals. So like whatever they trade DeRozan for, it's not going to be for like a draft pick or whatever. They probably just want to reshuffle the deck and get another star player in there. That's why I pitched in the Kawhi trades. They should throw out a package of like OG, Lowry, something else and try to get Kawhi and try to pair up DeRozan and Kawhi on the wing and Yeah, i would be nice. Whatever. But anyway... So, in our situation, I don't think a draft pick is going to do it. I don't like anything like that. So, I think it really just comes down to Barnes. And I'd call me a homer, but I think I would rather have Barnes than DeRozan.
0: Yeah, you're a homer.
1: I just, like... I, you're a yeah. complete homer. DeRozan is so good. He's good, but I, I like Barnes Defensive versatility, better. I like his ability to hit the outside shot and space the floor for the new draft pick and Dennis.
0: I, I'm pretty sure that DeRozan and Barnes shot the same from deep this year. Hmm. I'm gonna look that up. I'm okay. pretty sure DeRozan was like 33 and Barnes 34. percent Okay, but I'm gonna look that up. Uh, if
1: they're sh- if they're shooting a shot from the wing, which guy do you want to shoot it at the end of the game, Barnes or DeRozan?
0: From the wing, like it's a three. Any three. Any type of 3, I'll take
1: Dirk all day. Of those <laughs> two players.
0: Of those two, probably Barnes still. Thank you. But, ah, I don't know. It's tough.
1: <laughs> I would take Barnes over Derozan.
0: just as a player
1: on this Mavericks team.
0: Do you think that that uh Serge is untradeable?
1: Nobody's untradeable. Yeah. Blake Griffin just got traded. I don't think people saying John Wall's Untradable untradeable. No, Wiggins is untradeable. No, like these guys can be traded. So I think it would be a little bit more difficult. I think it's I think it's funny and kind of ironic that I think it would almost be harder to trade Ibaka than Valanciunas. Yeah, that's probably true. And it, like that's the whole that's super weird because probably last year everybody's like, oh, no one could take Valanciunas and. He came out in like game one and had like a twenty-one and twenty game. And.
0: Okay, I overstepped. Derozan shot thirty-one point two, and uh, Barnes shot thirty-five point seven. Okay, so that it, it is a pretty—that's a pretty big, pretty big difference at that point. But
1: Barnes attempted more
0: threes. Yeah, he attempted not—not just barely one more a game. Okay, actually, not even one a game, like point six a game
1: more, hmm.
0: <laughs> like almost half.
1: So, yeah, so long story short, I'm kind of – I just don't see – I don't see – unless Toronto really – like, that's my thing. It's just – unless it was something centered around Wes, and I just don't think – they can get a better package for Wes and Dwight yeah, Powell or something right. like that. So I just, I don't even consider – Send DeRozan Dwight home, lot.
0: man. Send him home.
1: He would be good for him. So I'm, I'm not came. even like considering Derozan right now, mainly because I just think it boils down to Barnes for Derozan, and for me, I I want Barnes over Derozan. I also think the thing about the
0: Rockets, and not the Rockets, the Raptors, is that they have this they have this young sort of core that they're building on the bench. You know, they still have these young guys, and, and who knows, one of them could turn out to be something you know pretty nice, either between Pirtle or Ananobi. Ananobi's been pretty awesome. Oh, OG, nice. I have him on my my second team all rookie this year. Uh, just starting starting on a playoff team like that is just just means a lot. So between like OG Pirtle Siakam, like one of those guys, I feel like could turn into something different. You know, something a little bit better than maybe we're expecting. Like between them, one of them.
1: I, I think they just need to cash in. Like they just need to. They need to take. Like now, your those three guys are start are going to be coming to the end in two years. Like take one of those guys which is probably your backcourt, Lowry or DeRozan, and put some of these young pieces with them and swing for the fences for some type of star, some type, something to change it up. And I don't think it's all Dwayne Casey, by the way, so it's probably going to suck if they fire him. But yeah. if they fire him and bring back the same roster, please
0: stop. Yeah, that would be kind of disappointing. The, they don't really have any free agents, too. That's kind of the other thing. Fred Van Vliet is going to be a restricted free agent. Uh, Lucas nugara Bebe, is, is going to be a restricted free agent. And then that's kind of it. I mean
1: – Van Vliet's a, a, a secret free agent. That's a that's a little uh, – he's going to be a sneaky one that yeah, could get a he's, decent.
0: Deal. He's secret to us because we just don't look at point guard free agents anymore. <laughs> like, I, well, I don't like don't think, he's no, a sneaky I don't think a backup
1: legend. that could get a decent contract. He's 26, too. He's not, like, super young, but – Him and Yogi are two backup point guards that I could see somebody like Indiana, Orlando, somebody like that giving them a decent, not huge, but like a little bit, a contract just a tad bit over that Toronto or Dallas wants to pay them, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: All right, let's move on to our next team, uh, but let's do it in just one second. All right, moving on to another fascinating team. Uh, let's just get two of the big ones out of the way in the Raptors and and, uh, and this team, the Washington Wizards. They have just some weird stuff going on. I mean, they're they're set with their dudes for the next forever? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, forever. <laughs> like a long time, it feels like. Uh, they have restricted free agents this year. or uh, Guys with player options, Jason Smith and Jody Meeks have player options um, Mike Scott's an unrestricted free agent uh, Tim Frazier Chris McCullough Kelly
1: Oubre is not a free agent I've seen so many people act talk on Twitter yeah. and even some podcasts saying man he's gonna get paid you know I'm like what are people when? talking about he's not in
0: two summers
1: <laughs> yeah, he's not a free agent so I just haven't understood. yeah
0: he's a restricted free agent in the summer of 20, uh, 2019
1: yeah
0: so not this year but next year yeah uh, Zandaransky, the same thing. So, but man, they're, they're big, they big problem. That if John Wall's deal doesn't really, ki- doesn't kick in next year, kicks in the year after that. And Beal <laughs> and Porter's deal both will be at 27 million at that point. So they have good Lord, 50, 54, uh, 54. man, they have 90 million between those three guys. In 2019-20. And then $15 million to Jan Mahimni. They have $107 million guaranteed already in 2019-2020 season.
1: Yeah, so for Good them... Good lord. I think it's like, okay, do you want to make a, a tiny shuffle and try to uh, like upgrade from Gortat and try to go after a, an athletic big? or They like, need a, athletic big. Um, says they're scouting (laughs)
0: says they're scouting apparently
1: (laughs) um but like do they try to go for some type of upgrade like that or do they really switch it up and i think that's really the route they probably looking at is one of those three the porter bill wall right and i mean really in a perfect world you look at it and you say okay which of these positions do you have a backup that could step into the starting role like Right now. None. So you're looking at, well, you're looking at like Kelly Oubre. Like who could Kelly Oubre replace in the starting lineup better? You know, Bill or Porter or Wall. So it's not Wall. So like if you're going position-wise, I think chemistry-wise, they would love to get out and money-wise get out from Wall. But I think it's Porter Jr. I think that's the odd man out. I think Bradley Bill is, I think for me, and if I'm Washington, he's more of a building block than John Wall. So I,
0: I agree too that the other the only thing about him is the injuries like we are we're not well, too far removed from him from him being an injury concern.
1: Well, here's the thing I, I, that's the one screen I have pulled up on my my computer here is he played in all 82 games this past year. Yeah, and was thing. an all star last year. He played in 77 games. So like this is two year two straight years that he's been now. Before that he played in 55. Then you know before that 63. So. Like those two years, yeah, I get that. But the past two years, he's been pretty healthy. So the other, I thing, think
0: it's the other thing about this about this team is that of the of the guard combinations that are are looking to shake things up. So that's your your Raptors with Lowry and DeRozan, your Wizards with Wall and Beal, and then your uh, the uh, the Trailblazers with Damian Lillard and, and C.J. McComb that we talked about yesterday of those guy, of those pairings like this is the pairing that is probably the most divisive like the two guys that that have been at odds the most that we could we could see like
1: the difference between Toronto and Washington yeah like those guys are like best friends you know like Lowry and DeRozan and you and could
0: the- you could make an argument that these two are more that the Wizards guys are more talented than the Raptors guys but they don't play well together and so then they just don't get it done
1: yeah so like I think it makes more sense to trade Otto Porter Jr. I think the instead right of move... Instead of splitting up those guards? I I think that makes the most sense, but I think the right move would be to trade Wall. and Man. Yeah, I think they should try to get out from Wall ASAP.
0: He would be as scorched earth as Isaiah Thomas, probably.
1: Like, as far as his mar- market...
0: No, like as far as like how mad he would be, <laughs> yeah, you know, like he would just be
1: so pissed if the wizards just turned around and traded him. But like that's one of those things where for like Cleveland, if they're really if they're really wanting to try to convince LeBron, oh. and, and they, LeBron leaves, and they're stuck with the Wall, and they trade you know the ninth pick for Wall, I guess stuck, stuck with lines. Wall. is not too bad. It's not like stuck with Isaiah. Tom. Yeah, so like. But then, like, you just look at there, there, there are plenty, like, I just don't, there are plenty of teams that would take John Wall. If you, if you call up Orlando and say, man, Orlando would love to That's have John Wall. That's an interesting spot probably. for him. Like, and, and they threw some of their pieces together to go back, you know, like, and he's only Fe- 19 million next year, so he's, he's pretty tradable. What about Phoenix with Booker? Like,
0: Ooh, Booker <laughs> and Wall. Am I for that? I think I am. I, don't, I think I, I don't like know, that. but
1: like it's teams like that that would both Kentucky would, guys too. That would take a swing at it. Like if they sent back, you know, a couple of their young pieces or whatever, and then Phoenix turns around, and they have Wall and Booker and Jackson and a, their new draft pick Aiton or something like. That'd be crazy. So like I, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't think he's untradable at all. But
0: for the, no, he, from, he's he's very tradable right now, especially if you have a. a the team like the Pistons were this year where they took, they took Blake Griffin when Blake Griffin's full deal hadn't kicked in yet. You know what I mean? Like they have, they he was still on a deal that was tradable until it kicks into this like 37, 40. I mean, 2021, 2022, John Wall's going to make $43 million. That's crazy.
1: For a year. That's nuts. But man, yeah, but tying it back to Dallas, yeah. how could Dallas take advantage of the Washington thing? I, I think it comes down to Otto Porter, you know, would they, you know, it's kind of like what, what Washington wants to do. And I think Bradley Beal would be awesome for Dallas. Oh, so good. I, I think you're looking at your, your 2018 pick then. And would you trade, I probably wouldn't trade a top three or four pick, but if they got super unlucky and it's pick six, I think I'd probably trade. I think I might six. trade four for it. Yeah. 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 Four, I think three or four, I might do it. 'Cause Bradley Bill's still twenty four years old and you're getting that yeah. proven like pair with Dennis and Barnes, that would be pretty impressive. So Yeah, Dennis, Beale,
0: and Barnes. That is those are the that's that's a good backcourt right there. Yeah. Now to fill in the front court you gotta figure some stuff out, but <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot to figure out.
1: But no, I don't see a lot of people say, Hey, they should go after Kelly you know, like Kelly Bray, he's gonna be a Maverick, all this stuff. Okay, well if you're Washington and you're in this cap purgatory or whatever you're in, like hundred and fifteen million dollars already for next year. The last the thing cap you want is to trade. Be 108. The last thing you want to trade is your biggest key contributor still on yeah. a rookie contract. So like that's the you want to get rid of the person ahead of him on the on the you know, depth chart. So if I'm watching I'm looking across the league saying, Hey, what can we work out for Otto Porter Jr. and can we get an athletic big with that but yeah i don't see washington being a a dallas yeah a dallas destination or play. and
0: i don't i don't really as much like who would you be surprised if toronto made a trade of one of their guards or if the wizards did who would you be more surprised about toronto toronto yeah i think so too
1: It just seems like it's just headed down the inevitable path. I mean, Toronto won 59 games, first seed in the East, like all that stuff. Like Washington barely made the playoffs and, you know, I know wall got hurt and like all the rift between everybody. Like, yeah, but apparently wall got hurt and they played better. They were all eating. Exactly. (laughs) I would be more, I think I would be more surprised if they didn't make trade one of those three guys than if they did trade one.
0: That's a sad big three. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Big 3 money money-wise.
0: All right, let's move on to the next team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are surging, the first team to make the conference fi- conference finals. They are uh riding the coattails in the backs of the one and only greatest of all time that Isaac Isaac told me off the what? podcast like after we finished, Isaac told me that <laughs> You know what? I say all this stuff on the podcast, but really I do think that LeBron is the greatest of all time. That's what (laughs) you told me. Nick
1: is so much lying. You you, you can't go against
0: that. I just quoted that on the podcast.
1: You have have family there, Nick. Don't be lying in front of your family. (laughs) Family knows. Family (laughs) knows. Uh,
0: Family over hustle, Isaac.
1: (laughs) Do you have anything to say about Cleveland?
0: Uh, LeBron James is a player option. The only other guy that's that's a, a free agent that I'm interested in is Rodney Hood. We were texting about him today. He, so two nights ago, two nights ago, so this is the wildest story. This is from Jason Lloyd from The Athletic. Rodney Hood has been taken out of the, basically taken out of the rotation. Like he's gotten some DNPs in the, in the playoffs so far. He's not played very much. And two nights ago, Bradley, no, Rodney Hood was called to go into the game in the fourth quarter. It was going to be the first time he was going to enter the game, and he refused to go into the game. This guy is so mad that he's not getting real playing time
1: that he won't accept playing time. That, that makes no sense time. to me. <laughs> I think it's – I mean, you heard rumblings about him in Utah, and that's why they wanted to – they didn't plan on paying him, so exactly. they wanted to get rid of him. But, I mean, it was – yeah, I think it, I think it's funny. Boy, Larry Nance Jr. is their X factor, though. <laughs> Poor Larry. <laughs> I, I love that guy, but man, not Wait, okay. Here's here's my thing about Rodney Hood. I get the attitude and whatever. If you're a rebuilding team, you take flyers on attitude type players. Yeah, that's my philosophy.
0: Especially, think- especially if like like Utah is one thing. Like, I gotta know what's going on with Utah. He was kind of over overshadowed by. Donovan Mitchell—it's kind of a weird, like Jabari, Giannis, like like Rodney Hood, Donovan Mitchell situation, where you just get overshadowed by this younger guy that comes in. But being. Disgruntled in Cleveland is like sort of their MO for their players. Like, how many players have been disgruntled on that team that are yeah. still on this team? Like, we talked about Kevin Love. We talked about J.R. Smith. We talked about Tristan Thompson this year. Isaiah Thomas was on this team. Like, there's been all these guys that have gone through there that have been disgruntled and upset because it's super hard to play with LeBron James. Like, it's just super hard to play with him because he demands so much because he is so good, Isaac. He's the greatest of all time. <laughs> I. I just really love poking fun at Isaac with all that, so I still think Jordan is better, but
1: thank you, thank you, thank you. uh yeah, so I would take a I would take a flyer on Roddy Hood. I think I would too, because I think
0: he's going to come cheap. I don't think he, I don't think he's going to be super expensive this summer, and that's your two guard. I mean, him and Dennis could play pretty well together.
1: I have a feeling he's gonna be the he's gonna be my Ben Mclemore of this past season. Of oh, he's somebody... gonna
0: go to another team and be unplayable again. Well, no, he, he's gonna. He's <laughs> Remember, gonna we sign... wanted
1: Ben Mclemore so much, and know, they couldn't I'm, even play on the Grizzlies. I wanted a flyer on him. No, I have a feeling Hood's gonna sign with somebody at like a two-year, five million dollar a year contract. Now I'm gonna be like, really? Why couldn't we have took a swing at that? Yeah. And, I feel. I just have a feeling that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. But... We'll, we'll probably do a whole free agency like.
0: Yeah. I won't, I want to say autopsy. That's not the word I'm thinking of. Like we'll do a that's whole free of, agent like a, over <laughs> overview of uh, of Rodney Hood. We'll do like a couple. I think we might do a couple like free agency primers, like previews of just yeah like, profiles we'll do, like, of like some players,
1: guards, wings, bigs. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that. We'll do that the same way we do the draft profiles, which are coming up pretty soon. I mean, we're, we're guys, we're getting so close to the
1: lottery. We are – what are we?
0: We're six days away as you guys are listening to this.
1: Yeah, we're pretty excited.
0: The next team we're going to move on to is the Indiana Pacers. Uh, they have some weird free agents. They just got some really, really weird stuff. Okay, they got a couple – they have three guys on big non-guaranteed next year. Uh, Thaddeus Young's on a on a player option next year. I think he's going to pick that up. Yeah, uh, it's up. it's thirteen point seven, which is a million less than he made last year, and he's he's shown some signs of wanting to stay in Indiana and wanting to keep building on what they did this year. And then here are the three guys on these weird non guarantees that are pretty big. Bojan Bogdanovic is on a. Uh, a $10.5 million non-guaranteed next year. Darren Collison's on a $10 million, and then Al Jefferson is on a $10 million uh, non-guaranteed. So those are pretty interesting. Lance Magnanovich
1: Ste- will be picked up ASAP.
0: Yes, yeah. The
1: other two, uh, Al Jefferson, no.
0: Collison, unless they can find another point guard, like unless they get Yogi and, are, and really believe in Yogi or
1: if they can find a different point See, guard I would. somewhere. I would, de- I would decline that for Collison and then – Go after a Van Fleet, uh Yogi Farrell, something like that.
0: Yeah, that could be interesting. And then Al Jefferson's pretty much out the door. Yeah. Lance
1: Stevenson, he
0: is on a uh a team option. We'll see. We'll see what happens to Born Ready. I think
1: they'll bring it back.
0: <laughs> They're still paying Monte Ellis for the next four years. <laughs> four or more. This this cap sheet only goes out to two thousand twenty two, so it could be longer than that. Glenn Robinson the third's a unrestricted free agent. Trevor Booker. Uh, who's the oft-traded Trevor Booker is? Is an unrestricted free agent, and that's kind of it for them. Joseph Young, Joe Young, is an unrestricted free agent, or he has a yeah. team option, but not really any guys that I'm super interested in.
1: No, they're a weird team because they overperformed this this past year. They'll yeah. have cap space, and it's just like, can they can? What type of player can they convince to come there? Yeah. Is there a move? To try to find, you know, it would be
0: real interesting for them that I think could really, really fit like their system, like the way they play basketball. They just they really need like a bigger wing that can create its own shot, that can defend really well. That's like a really, really good player. That's okay being sort of a secondary guy, but he can step up and be a a, 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 like a the best guy on a team. Who? Uh,
1: Paul George. I don't like him. All right, let's move on to the. He's uh, setting up baby (laughs) cribs in L.A. Like you said. (laughs) I do like Thad Young a lot and I think I think that's the I think that was the biggest difference between Indiana and Toronto with, with Cleveland is when you have when you the difference when you have somebody to at least make life a little bit more difficult on LeBron when I think that's been Toronto's biggest weakness over these past years they never got a guy like they had PJ Tucker one year but Thad Young at least you know guarded LeBron at least attempted a little bit yeah. better but yeah, I think he'll be back, and I don't really. Yeah, nobody else on that team. I mean, I love Miles Turner. That's a whole different conversation. If they, yeah,
0: he's a restricted free agent next year, that we'll talk
1: about. Yeah, if they, they're ex- the extension for him. Are we sure he's really good? We don't know. Like I don't know. It's just kind of iffy right now. But I'd be all about bringing him home to Dallas. Bringing who home?
0: Miles Turner. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Thad Young. Still, I was like, what? I don't know. Yeah, yeah all right the Philadelphia 76ers let's uh, let's get into their cap sheet v- very interesting JJ Reddick's an unrestricted free agent Amir Johnson's a restric- an unrestricted free agent they're both unrestricted uh the only other guys that are that could be free agents is uh TJ McCollum, Rashawn, TJ McConnell and Rashawn Holmes are both uh they both have team options for like 1.6 TJ McConnell they'll definitely pick up Rashawn Holmes they probably will pick up. Uh, they're going to be in some big free agent talks this year. Uh, Joel and Bede's contract kicks in next year. It's twenty five million, and uh, yeah, they got Covington for ten. Covington's on a really weird deal. Like Covington was paid sixteen point six million this year, and next year it's ten, and a year after that it's eleven, and then
1: twelve, and then twelve again. That's a weird. Yeah, that's a that's weird super deal. Super weird. Um, yeah, they're kind of like Indiana. I don't have anybody on their team that. What do you think about Reddick? <laughs> I like Reddick a lot. And I like what he brings. It's just we have Wes. So it's
0: I would like to interview JJ Reddick. That's what I would I, like to do.
1: I think Reddick wants wants to start, so Yeah. I don't know what he does. But He I, likes to I make
0: don't. the playoffs too. He's made the playoffs every single year of his career. Like all That's twelve wild. years, I think. That's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, so I don't see us having dipping our toe into anything with Philly at all, really.
0: By the way, I'm very proud of you for saying that you like JJ Reddick, even though he's probably like your most hated
1: like Oh, I hated him in college, but he he grew on me once he got to the league. Is this I think how- that happened to everybody with JJ Redick. Yeah, I I liked him once he got in the league and everything with that. All right, I we love get- that Orlando team. But-
0: we gotta start moving through some of these. We got three left. The Heat, the Celtics, and the Bucks, but let's do that in just one second. All right, the Miami Heat of Southern South Beach, <laughs> Florida. They have some weird stuff going on. They have uh, they have over ten million guaranteed next year to Tyler Johnson. He's nineteen million. Kelly Olynyk eleven. Dion Waiters eleven point five. James Johnson fourteen point six. Goran Dragic eighteen, and then Hassan Whiteside twenty five point four. And Josh Richardson's gonna make nine. So like. <laughs> They have so much money tied up already. Those are all guaranteed. So they're already on the books for $116 million. The free agents that they have are Wayne Ellington, Udonis Haslam, Luke uh, Luke Babbitt, and then uh, your boy, Dwayne Wade.
1: Hey, my boy. Uh, I like Wayne Ellington a lot. And I would love to bring him back as a, be- a bench piece, but I could see somebody giving him a decent size contract. He had a really good year this past year in Miami, but I do like, I like Ellington a lot. I I just think, I mean, Miami comes down to Whiteside and how you feel about that. I've soured a little bit more on it since the last time we've talked. You know, the last time we talked, the only, th- only thing I said about Whiteside is the very, very, very last case scenario if we miss on a big in the draft, we miss on free agents, all this stuff. And it's all the like, free agents. And it's just a salary dump for Miami. Like, that would be the only case where I would be like, okay, you yeah, know, I think I, I could talk myself into it. I'm, I don't know. I'm soured on it just a little bit, but we'll see. I will say this. I think Miami is the um, potential landing spot for Carmelo. Oh, That would just be
0: such a weird –
1: because he, fit. I think he would approve it to go to Miami to play with his buddy Wade. They could make some salaries work that would make sense for Miami. Of them, like I could see them saying, "Hey, let's try to get off Tyler Johnson, something else." And I could see OKC saying, "Hey, let's, I'll take, we'll take two players that's on a decent sized contract because we want to win right now." And I don't know, I, I, could see that if there was one team in the league besides OKC, I'd pick Miami. Bro, mellow. Yeah, so-
0: that would be that'd be kinda weird in my book. But let's move on to uh the second to last team, the Celtics. They uh we've we've mentioned a little bit like that they have and I wrote this in uh, in a piece earlier this year that they could have some interesting like uh log jams at the forward spot with Tatum now I mean, do you think Tatum's better than Jalen Brown? Yes. I think it's pretty pretty obvious. So Jalen Brown and then that you have Gordon Hayward as well coming back. So Jalen Brown seems like that third – he seems like he's in that third spot right now. Uh, I think you could play all three of those guys at the same time. (laughs) So I don't know if it's such a big problem, but then they also have a draft pick this year, like a pretty high draft pick they could get uh, and other stuff. So if there's a logjam in there, I think Jalen Brown would be the most expendable of those guys. Other free agents that they have, Greg Monroe's unrestricted, Aaron Baines unrestricted, Shane Larkin, we could bring back Shane Larkin. No. (laughs) And then uh, that's kind of all they got as far as. Oh, Marcus Smart obviously is a restricted free agent. We'll get into him. Uh, we we don't have time to get and talk about it today, but
1: two things with this. I yeah, we'll talk about more about Marcus Smart later because we're both kind of intrigued on how that fit would be in Dallas with Dennis. I think Boston almost has to sign him just before future like trade bait because they don't have anybody in that like middle tier contract stuff. And then my question to you is: Would you trade Dallas' pick this year, three through five, for Jalen Brown straight up?
0: Oh, probably yeah.
1: It's tough.
0: It's tough, yeah. But but you know, I mean, he was t- he was a th- the third pick, so you're getting a third pick, and yeah. a guy that's kind of proven that he is. He's like he twenty-one. He's really really good, and he's been really really good in the playoffs
1: too. That's huge. Super smart, like he's. Off the court, it's pretty crazy. But um, I think I would do it too, yeah. That's the only thing with Celtics. I don't have anything else on them.
0: Yeah, that, that's kind of all I have to say about the Celtics too. Uh, the last thing that we're going to do just quickly is the Milwaukee Bucks. We've talked a lot about uh, Jabari Parker. He is going to be a restricted free agent this summer. There's going to be a lot of intrigue with him, especially with the disgruntlement that he's, he's shown the last uh, couple of um last couple of weeks and months of the season and then <laughs> hilariously Larry Sanders is restricted is unrestricted free agent for them uh he finally get comes off the books for them Jason Terry Jet, could be coming back to Dallas he's an unrestricted free agent I'm pretty sure he still wants to stay with a uh, playoff team though uh Tyler Zeller another guy he was drafted by the Mavericks once upon a time Sean Kilpatrick's an unrestricted free agent for them John, DeAndre Liggins we could bring him back Shabazz Muhammad uh, guys like that, not really interested in, in really any of those guys, uh, and they've they've probably got a trade in them, but uh, but yeah, I, I just don't really see anything else in there. So uh, Jabari Parker, we've talked about a lot. We'll talk about it a little bit more. We'll definitely do a profile on him as free agency gets gets closer. So there you go. That's the uh, Eastern Conference playoffs, dead or alive, uh, trade targets slash free agency pitches for those guys. So. Uh, if you guys didn't notice, we sort of lost Isaac there in, the, in a little bit. We had some technical difficulties. But those are the teams. That's what we got going on. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. And for Isaac Harris, i just like to say peace out. Boom.